Welcome back to the Shadowbinders podcast. This week we're going to talk about writing yes. and the writing process. Uh, I'm Tom Pratt, the artist of Shadowbinders, and with me is my lovely wife, Cambria. Yeah, you got my name right. Who actually does most of the writing on Shadowbinders. So stick around and you'll our fabulous secret powers will be revealed. <laughs> So writing, we had several people ask us before about how we come up with the stories and how we write them and you know, basically what goes on behind the scenes before you draw them. Okay. In our case, it even goes up to when you're drawing them. Yeah, well, that happens. That happens a lot, actually, with even, even with professional comics, you know, it happens where, you know, the artist draws something and, and as they're drawing something, because you're thinking about it, you're spending an awful lot of time looking at that page sometimes, you know, you think, well, this dialogue might work Flow a little better. better a certain way. Right, right. Plus, when you get the visuals in place, something, you know, it just seems, you, you said the flow, or, you know, the flow mm-hmm. is better. So, yeah, so that's how we did, we have two different ways we work. Because the way we work for Shadowbinders is different than what we did for Crimson Run. Right. So let's start with Shadowbinders. Shadowbinders were doing, so the Crimson Run, it was a self-contained graphic novel. So we knew what we wanted to do from the beginning to end straight through and had to block it all out before we started. Mm. With Shadowbinders, we know the beginning, we know the end, we know a lot of the major story arcs and points, but it's just a matter of how do you get from point A to point B. Yeah, the details. I mean, the whole the whole basic story is, is laid out, but you know, a lot of it we, we play by ear, mm-hmm. too. Um and I know that probably disappoints some of you that were hoping that we had everything everything figured out. We have a lot of it figured out. There's a lot everything. of it figured out. Uh, I mean, we're certainly not just making stuff up on the fly, but, uh, you know, we deliberately, you know, at least as far as the world goes, we haven't... We um, keep it loose. We keep it pretty loose, kind of like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Where they that's, never what really, you, that's what Tom compares me to. Yeah, they, <laughs> don't like the really, they don't really get bogged down in the details of... Well, this planet is close to this planet, is close to that yeah, planet. Which they're is like, fine. They're like, hey, we need a nice planet. Let's just make up. Yeah, like some nice people, planet. I mean, that's okay. Some people want to write that way, but they have everything planned out. They have, you know, all these ideas and things created. And we have some, mm. but we don't really strict or stick to that strictly. No, I can't th- speak today. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I think, the, uh, I think in our case, the, the, the world is sort of like window dressing. You know, for the it's a yeah, it's more of a character-driven story. story, correct? And and it just happens to take place in this alternate world, and you know some of the details are figured out, but not like Cam said, we don't have everything planned out. Right, and a lot of times we like to take these little side jaunts, like the uh, the water creature, mm-hmm. sea creature. That was a little side. That was our son. Actually. Yeah, that was our that. son. That was a little side side quest. So. For Shadowbinders, we we know the main points. We know what characters we want to use. I mean, sometimes we actually... Characters you start out as one way turn into something different. We were talking about that earlier today. Mm. Like, we started out with... Actually, Mia was the main character, and Ren was supposed to be kind of, you know, a, a character just to motivate her, but it ended up turning it around that Ren's pretty much taken over. Yeah, that which, you know, I mean, yeah, it does happen a lot in... I mean, you look at television shows. I mean, I think of... 
you know, happy days where the Fonz pretty much came in, took over. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about Popeye earlier. Popeye. Popeye actually started out, the original Popeye strip uh, focused on olive oil and her brother. Popeye wasn't even introduced until sometime later, and then he sort of took over yeah. the whole strip. And that's kind of what happened with Ren, um, you know, for better or for worse, I think. I mean, Mia's still a strong character see, on Mia, no, See, but here's the thing with Mia, I think. Ren's already starting out with a strong personality. And Mia's kind of like, eh, you don't know where she's going yet. But that she was deliberately written that way, though. Yeah. I mean, Mia's, she was deliberately written to be like that. And that doesn't mean she's always going to be like that. No, no. Mia's Mia's going to undergo some changes, you know, throughout the course of the, the series. Um, but yeah, as we're, we're meeting Ren. I mean, Ren's already got his career established mm-hmm. and, and all that. Oh, but, Ren will tell you how great Ren is. Yeah, Ren will tell you how great he is. But, he has no uh, problem doing that. But yeah, so I mean, as far as the actual process of writing, you know, the story, how do we lay this out? Usually? Okay, well, we usually go our chapter I mean, by chapter. For mm-hmm. for Shadowbinders, this is, mm-hmm. it's a totally different process for Ren. Yeah. But for Shadowbinders, it's a chapter by chapter basis i mean we start out with like we'll do a chapter or two at a time and go from there and we know you know we want we're here's what we're trying to head towards and a lot of times like we said before it's well you know it'd be funny or you know it'd be fun if mm. and that's kind of how we come up with what we're gonna do yeah i think i think um and that's usually how yeah cam writes out you know basic a rough outline of the the chapter and that that could be done like several months in advance usually is and i think the chapter working on now i wrote clear back like september august last year or something like yeah. that yeah and and then you know when we actually get down to drawing it a lot of times you know we tweak things mm-hmm. well things get changed scripts don't get read correctly <laughs> um it, or something that seems like it might work better a different way or or like well this is a page we just did you know with uh Tristan coming out originally um, I had figured he was already on deck, but you didn't draw him on deck because you didn't read ahead that far. And it actually works out pretty well, though, how you add the dialogue and it brings it in. It kind of works out better that way, I think, because he kind of yeah. walking into it like, oh, what this happened? Some, you of know? The, some of the jokes, some of the jokes in there are actually, uh, you know, happy accidents because, mm-hmm. you know, it just. And, and a lot Shadow of Hunter, the happy accident. You the know? happy accident. Uh, that should have been the name of the airship. The, the happy, happy accident. accident. And, and that's, uh, what, that's what Ren's dad said. No. Yeah. So, so, yeah, a lot of times what happens, too, is. You know, the page breaks. Like, you may think in your head, okay, well, all this is going to fit on one page, and it doesn't. Yeah, that's true. But then with Shadowbinders being the biggest difference between that and something like Crimson Ren is that Shadowbinders is episodic, mm-hmm. and you want people to come back every couple of days for a new page. So you kind of You're have not to, reading it in one sitting as much. Right. So you can't really you to write doddle, doddle too much. Um, so we, we try to have something of interest or something a joke or something a reveal each or chapter something. or something each chapter we kind of write the rest of the chapter around like the we knew we wanted to do a ghost ship so we wrote the chapter around the ghost ship mm. we knew we wanted you know you you wanted to put Ren's bathroom so we wrote the thing about Ren's bathroom yeah eventually because we'll, you wanted his bathroom <laughs> well I think eventually you know I mean some of the early stuff especially I think we you know if we ever had a chance to do it over again or something I think we'd probably retcon a lot of that out know, of it you know um but, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting that, you know, again, this is kind of the difference between, I would say like a, a, a TV show and a movie where the TV show, they, they kind of have a basic idea of where they'd like to go. 
Um, the basis keep going until, you know, you figure it's time to move on to the next right. part. Like and, a season or, yeah. you know, whatever. And that's kind of the way Shadowbinders works. It's more the television show. Whereas Ren was written like a movie. Yeah, Ren is written like a movie. And Definitely. it's, we know pretty much every detail of everything. It's our, yeah, it's I mean, we have written. to finalize it. It's just already, you know. I mean, the note cards are still hanging on our wall. I know, we got to get those down. After like two years. Yeah, and that's something else people were like talking about. What fancy program do you use to write with? And I'm like, um... Google Documents and index cards on my wall. Much. I, mean, <laughs> I, I never understood. Oh, we're not fancy. This, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a slight detour here. This oh, is, is going to be one of Tom yeah, rants? This is one okay, of my Tom rants. Rant. Okay. People who think that by over-preparing, by having the fanciest equipment or having the, the, you know, that somehow is going to make you a better writer or an artist or creator – but they're 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 not focusing on like the craft itself on actually getting better because if you're craft. I know I know yeah. I know I know I know, <laughs> I know you're trying to you know so yeah, I don't know why it just drives me nuts but but I mean if you're a good artist you can draw on a freaking napkin well we used to do the know? pages originally on a table, on the kitchen table. yeah the I, I don't even have a studio people well, when I color the flats have... to catch up with you I usually am doing it on our bed or I'm doing it in the you know the dining room on a table on we a don't tablet, we don't have yeah. a studio we have a little corner in a bedroom. Yeah, and you have people that are like, oh, I went out and I have this fancy studio and yada yada, and they don't work professionally. They well, want you don't to. have to work professionally, but at least you do something. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of funny that it's like, I've, okay, I've got all this like ridiculous equipment, and now I'm going to start creating. It's like, well, no, actually, you're doing it backwards. You should be creating always, and then you know, worry about getting the fancier stuff. Well, I think that's with, with, with writing, too. I think you can prepare it so much and worry every aspect of it to death so much that your characters are so stiff and they don't flow and it's just not well we were okay for example we were looking at that one um monster high book the other day yesterday that we were gonna have the authors listening to this yes i doubt it but the words they were using, especially a middle grade. I'm assuming a middle grade. The yeah, language was, was it was. They were using yes. I'm like, no grade. one's going to refer to you know things that she was referring to it as, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, our son's an advanced reader, and he'd be like, what the heck, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I I don't think I don't know. Uh, I read two pages, and I was like, this is this is just obviously they're they're trying to force it. Like I'm trying yeah. to force the fancy words. Look, look how look how yeah. I'm trying to force a picture. I'm trying to force a, a picture in your mind. Well, always, you know, always look at Mark Twain, and he used powerful, simple imagery, mm-hmm. and his work holds up 100 plus Right, because you don't have to later. convolute it. It's like what you said, um, muddying your waters to appear, appear deep. Yeah. And it's like you don't need to, to do that. And I think sometimes if you try too hard, um, I mean, you could try not, you could not try hard enough, and then that's a big cluster too. But if you try too hard, I think that your characters can come across as just being really stiff and unbelievable yeah yeah that's i mean it's it's just like it's like with painting or anything else where you can you can overwork something mm-hmm. to till you ruin it you know um i mean but, i know ours needs work there's a lot of things that i you know change or that you know i'm i will be the first one to admit i'm more of a storyteller than you know i am like i would need an editor for sure and I'm, i'll be the first one to admit that thankfully you're married to one yeah, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> it, well, okay, this is this is another. That's true. I never this thought is what's that. what's really strange. I draw the comic, but Cam is an art teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so she's had more formal art training than I've had, but I draw the comic. She writes the comic, but I actually worked as a newspaper editor for years uh, prior to doing comics. Right. So we sort of you know 
I guess we get to cross over and help don't each cross other. the streams. Don't cross the stream. <laughs> we, we sort of we cross the streams, cross the aisle, and help each other out. I think, which which works out really well. And I think in some ways, like I know a lot of times when you're drawing, I can point I can point out things I can see that need change that you couldn't see, and there's a lot of things that you can find in what I write that needs changed. And I might not have noticed it because I was working on it. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot. That's why I think you know, most people do need some sort of a, an editorial, you know, somebody to take up the editor role because, um, you know, you get so mired in the detail a lot of times of your work. And it's, it's anybody that you're not looking at the big picture, not stepping back from the painting and realizing that, hey, everything's wrong. You're just focused right. on painting that little part of it. And I think you said about, you know, some input for other people, too. I think with a story, when you're so, when you have it so already all figured out and it's all tight and you can't really, you have no give to it, then if people point out something that's an obvious flaw, you can't fix it because you've already, you know, painted yourself into a corner. Yeah. I mean, I think you can under-prepare and paint yourself into a corner, but I think you can over-prepare and paint yourself into a corner. I know that not all criticism is good criticism. We've had some, you know, trolls and stuff before. But we've had other comments that, you know, they kind of like, they had good points. You know, they said, you know, why is it this way? You know, wouldn't it make more sense? And then we thought about, you know, all that does make more sense. Yeah, it depends on where it's coming from. Some people really, believe it or not, if they, they're they they're trying to help. They're criticizing because they, they like the work they think mm-hmm. there's potential there and they're just trying to help polish that and mm-hmm. make it better um and that's different than some people that just like to tear down so you've got two two camps yeah criticism a good editor um even a good reader that'll pick up on things it's they're they're criticizing because they they want to see this be made better mm-hmm. and you know you have to kind of be receptive to that and realize that. Right, but also realizing sometimes better some, is subjective. Right, right. And that's it too. And then sometimes what happens is, you know, people, well, why don't you change it like this? Because that's what they would do. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's right for you. And you have to just kind of be able to filter, you know. Well, we've had people, the, the, you know, make comments like when we got called poo. <laughs> that time, long story. That was awesome. Anyway, um, but they had they had some valid points. I mean, yeah. not all their points were valid, but they had some valid points. Um, according to them, we should have been belly up by now and aren't near, shouldn't be as nearly as far as we are. But yeah, um, but they had some valid points about um, needing more information on the characters. Now, granted, when they did that, we only were in chapter one or whatever, so we, yeah, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot there you could go with. But you know, we thought about a little bit more about how to get more information about the characters into there and that and that helped I think. So I mean sometimes it's help even in even in something that's, you know, not very nice. You can find some things in it that will help you out. Yeah, then there are other people who uh, create nothing. They just criticize what Everything. others have created mm-hmm. and, and they're hoping to make you cry and leave the internet. You know, so Yeah. <laughs> so what if they get left they can create then because the competition's gone. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. actually it's kinda of weird because some of the harshest criticism we've ever gotten has been actually from other other people that have had yeah, their own thing. Yeah. Creatives. Like, and, I want you out of here, so you're not my company. Well, no, it's weird too, because like like I mean, and this is and I'm definitely not, you know, not naming it or pointing it, but we've had people come out and be like, Well, you know, rip us to shreds and then you would look and you're like oh okay well they write fan fiction well the one person though in all fairness i know what happened with that we we did we did a we did an online convention it was web brief yeah and we did it and the one person was trying to cause trouble in one of the discussions that was going on and we had to lay down the law Mm. do you remember and then shortly after that he writes it apart oh you people can't write you can't tell a story at all and then his comic who got no traffic and was gone within a few months after that but his whole beef with us was more to do with the fact that he was misbehaving in a 
uh, online and we chat, and we weren't very yeah. nice about it. I wouldn't well, say slap, being, but yeah, well, he was being a troll. I mean, he was being a troll, but then then to to retaliate, he went and wrote the scathing. I mean, yeah. It was like a five page. It was funny. Why Shadowbinder sucks, and I don't understand why it's so popular because it sucks so bad. Oh, with the swarm brow. With the swarm brow, and then like like putting all kinds of. We've had people do this before too, like it. rip rip the comic to shreds. And then you look, it's like, oh, well, you do a comic too. It's just nobody's heard of it. You know? That's terrible. It is. No, I mean you. It is. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I just, I again, it, it depends. Well, on, you really are in a mood today. Yeah, I am. But I guess my thing is like, and I'm not saying that other, other creators can't offer opinions, but again, you have to look at the motivation. Why are they giving you the critique? Are they doing it because they're really trying to help you? Are there just, yeah, it is a motivation thing. Or are they just pissed off about something or jealous? Because I've about seen people that are really creators that have been very helpful and oh, yeah. that really legitimately wanted to help, and that's a different story than somebody who was just I'm just going to get revenge on you because because you're you, more successful. Than I think you I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say because you told me often that you told me to stop being a jerk and a yeah on on your 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 um convention online. Right. You t- you you st- stepped in and modded it, and now I'm mad at you. Yeah, but they're, they're, I mean, I'm not talking about just us. I'm just talking in general because you see a lot wow, of. Wow, you're really in a mood. Well, no, you see a lot of creators that are, you know, um, very successful and they're the ones that get the most criticism. And they've got entire. Well, so a lot of them turn their, their comments off. They turn the comments off. And I don't blame them because it gets to the point where it's just ridiculous. There have been people that have, like, made careers out of mocking other creators. You know, I mean, like, I feel bad for, for Rob uh, Liefeld, who used to draw, you know, Marvel Comics. Mm. And, uh, I mean, that's like his entire career has been built on, you know, spite, the rage of the internet, hating on him. But people still buy his books. I mean, obviously, yeah, some people... Let's see what crap he drew this time. Yeah, let's go plunk down $4 to go see how badly he drew. Well, there you go. You should just rant more often so people buy our stuff to see what crap you know, you're going to come up with now. And there's some other folks out there that are really opinionated that just, that, you know, the hate seems to follow them wherever they go. But it's like, you know, again, you have to look at the criticism. Is it valid criticism or is it just a case of... You know, haters well, gonna hate. We're very opinionated. We just keep it in check. Well, I've been keeping it in check. You're just like letting it fly anymore. Well, no, I, I'm being I'm being honest, and the honest truth is that you're yeah, tired not, of it. Yeah, I am tired <laughs> of it. and not everybody is coming when they get they criticize. They're not coming from a good place. If they're coming from a good place and they're actually trying to help, then definitely by all means listen to what they have to if say. It's, if it's if legitimate, I mean, they might be thinking they're helping, but they're not really too. I mean, you're just gonna have to weigh it and decide whether or not it's actually. Well, yeah. I mean, they might be coming from the heart if they want to help you, but whether or not or you take it, that advice. Yeah, and again, it could be a case. And of, also, take advice. Would do it. Always take advice from people or who are where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, there's no point taking it. I mean, now someone have a real, you know a legitimate piece of advice that, that you know isn't somebody that you would normally take advice from, and that's cool too. Mm. What I'm saying is, someone's going to tell you, "Here's how you should market. Here's how you should do this. Here's how you should do that. Here's how you get an audience." You're obviously going to listen to somebody who legitimately uh, did it. That's kind of the golden. That's always been the golden rule for me. Is if I'm taking advice. Professional advice. If you're taking professional advice where your career hinges on it, then then look where that person is. Look what they've done, um, and and you know be discerning in who you take advice from. And I that's mean, not saying that someone who you know that come might come that maybe just started might have a legitimate piece of advice that's really good. Well, that's true. It could be that you just have a, a, a an outside perspective, right? Which is good. But I mean, as far as you know, the actual career. I mean, I always tell people don't take financial advice from someone who's broke because it's it's like you know it's not going to do any good if you want to be. Uh, you know, a successful cartoonist and you want to be doing this full time, whether it's web comics or print comics or whatever, then 
taking advice from someone who's not doing that and it's professional advice. I mean, it's, I just, I don't understand how that's going to benefit you. You have to be, you have to, like you said, you have to discern it though too, because there are people that, you know, okay, say if someone's going to give you advice on finances and they've got themselves mortgaged to the hilt and look like they have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it's all an illusion. Yep. There's that too. You have to, you have to make sure. Like you, Amway. You, Okay, but I was thinking more like, you know, that commercial, like, you know, I have debt to my eyeball. Somebody help me, you know. Yeah. You can, they can have the illusion of, oh, look, we have so much money. Oh, look, we have all this and this and everything else. And look how good we're doing. And, and we're just fantastic. And in reality, it's like, it's just on the edge. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's sort of a, a, a word of the wise, too, is like the more, the more people talk about how successful they are chances are they're overcompensating they're for something. insecure and right. they're trying because to make if, up for it if you're really successful other people do the talking for you you know you're yeah. validated this by is your way peers. off topic this on is way off again. topic this is why they can't let us do podcasts because we're gonna be talking yeah. about like 80s toys and next thing you know we're gonna be talking about you no know, nuclear war or something i mean it's just well no i think this is good to, this is good though because i mean as far as writing goes i mean you know the criticism comes with it and when That's you put true. something out there you're expect gonna get, it. You're going to get it. Expect it. And if you can't deal with that, then, you know, maybe you're not ready to put your work out, out there because um, the Internet's a tough place, especially with the, uh, you know, everyone being anonymous. Right. They can leave the nastiest comments ever. And there's really no recourse. I mean, this well, person's like could come up to you at your face and be like, your comic sucks and I hate you and blah, 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 right. blah. But they can do it online. Because they know they make it smack. Under a fake email, which we've had people do Oh, that yes. People come to... by and then they respond and it wasn't even a valid email. And yeah. it's like, wow. Yeah, you're so but gutless you couldn't even put your email. I'm like, <laughs> okay, because we we, if people have something they want to talk about, we, we, we will gladly Absolutely. discuss Absolutely. it. I mean, we have no problem doing that. We, we, were, you know, we will gladly reply and say, hey, you know, you have a good idea. Or, you know, oh, we, we thought about your point, but here's why we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. We aren't the type to just ignore people, and I'm sure people know that. So yeah, and I think I think something else is important is a support system. Mm-hmm. I think that when you're starting out in any kind of creative endeavor, you really do need a support system. You need people that you know that are friends you can bounce ideas off of, and things that you you know people you got your back. Oh no, I said I mean we were trying to rant, but you know since we're talking about writing, we're talking about the process, and we're talking about feedback, criticism is a very important part of that process. Just make sure that. You know, and again, this isn't to come across as sounding overly negative. Just make sure that your support system is truly a support system and that, uh, you know, they're coming from a good place, Um, you know, because... They're coming from a good place. They're there to help you, not to... Right. And that's true of anything. It's motivation for everybody. Yeah, that's true of anything. I mean, that's just just life, you know. Make sure your friends are your friends and and you can actually rely on on people. Now Um, we've derailed this train again. Yeah, we have successfully careened off a cliff. I think you're going to have to make a drinking game. And every time we derail from a topic... Yeah, it's okay. But then we'll be drunk in like two minutes. (laughs) But, um... Let's go. Okay, back so to back the to the writing. writing okay, process. so that was how we do Shatterbinders. We kind of keep it a little bit looser. We know where we're going with it, but we kind of leave it so that there's some give and we can, you know, change as needed. Um, now we're not going to try to like, you know, we're not we're not the type that would milk it for years and years and years just to keep the it going. We do have a definite end, and we do want yeah. it to end it eventually. Um, it's just that when you're drawing it, it just it just takes a long time. It takes a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the rate we're going now, we're probably talking like 10 years until we were. No, we're supposed to be 10 up. years total. Yeah. Now you're talking 10 more years? Yeah, we're probably talking like 10 more years. <sighs> okay. We need to hire help. Yeah, that's true. That's another story entirely. Yeah. But, and then now we did a completely different take on writing when we did uh, Crimson Run. Mm-hmm. At least you know we're not one trick ponies. 
No. So the we same did, character, though. <laughs> same character, but you know, so we have different kind we of have book, several yeah. stories we're working on right now, and all of them are different. Yeah, they are. But um, not all Shadowbunners. Crimson, yeah, not all Shadowbunners. Crimson, uh, Crimson Ren. Um, we knew we wanted a prequel. We we knew we wanted to keep it a middle grade story after talking to an agent. Mm. We knew we wanted to. Um, you know, make it. We we personally wanted to make it kind of like a a fun jaunt in the in the vein of Goonies. We thought about mm. the the love the eighty movies we the 80s movies we watched and how much fun they were, and that was one of the ones we talked about. Yeah, even fun. there's there's a lot. It's kind of funny because you know even though Crimson Rend is is a technically a steampunk uh, book, there are a lot of eighties movies. Uh, you know, elements that creep in there. We kind of outlined some of those in the, the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, like I forgot even, about that. Yeah, like even Ren's coat was based off a of Laddie's yeah. from Lost Boy. And we did put a lot because we're children of the 80s and um, we're, da- we're dating ourselves. Yeah, he is. Tristan's based off of a Wolfgang from the Explorers. Yeah, so we 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 really took a lot from, um, you know, we inspiration from things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, nothing was copied or anything. We took inspiration, but we knew we wanted to keep it. We wanted, we wanted a fun adventure that anybody could read. Whether you're, you know, ten or you know, eighty. <laughs> well, if you're hundred ten, then you know, awesome and you can for still you. read. You're in good shape. Um, so we wanted to, <laughs> anyway. So we wanted to do a story that appealed that was a middle grade range book, but would appeal to a lot of people. Like like back in in the eighties, you'd have a movie that was supposed to be, you know, oh, it's for young adult, but everybody loved it. Mm. It's like Harry Potter's young adult, but everybody loves it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we wanted to keep it in that vein. We knew that. And we knew we wanted to have some kind of adventure involving a treasure map, uh, which which doesn't give anything away because that's the picture. Yeah. And the, on the Kickstarter, <laughs> that's the cover. We're not. And, giving and you're not giving anything away with that. So map. we we wanted to write it that way. So we kind of figured out what we wanted the story to be about. What were the main parts? Just like we did with Shadowbinders. Mm. But in this case, we actually sat down and we went through and figured out how to tie everything together into one self-contained story. Yeah, even though it might not be in two books, or we're not sure yet because it's so long. It, yeah, it, it's and you know, that's the difference between, like I said, the Shadowbinders being episodic in nature. This is more like a movie. This is it, a movie, it really yeah. does flow like a movie. Yeah, and, and it was designed intentionally. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, speak. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it was designed that way intentionally. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. I mean, we wanted it to be a satisfying story on its own, even if you've never read Shadowbinders, even if there's never. Oh a yeah, sequel they don't to have it. to read Shadowbinders. Right. And then you could just pick this book up and read it and enjoy it. And that's, right. That's it. You never have to so, read Shadowbinders at all. Yep. Or vice versa. So, yeah. And and um, we wanted to get some background information for people who read Shadowbinders, but also have a story that has – we had some major plot elements and themes. You have to keep it with a theme for, like, publishers and things with mm. younger young adult and middle grade. Yeah. Um, so, there's yeah, there's definitely a theme there. There's several um, themes, and uh, you know, so we're, again, we're not really sure what's going to happen to it yet. But it was it was written a lot differently than, than right. Shadowbinders. So this one, that's why we have the index cards on the walls because we actually broke it up by Act One, Act Two, Act Three, mm-hmm. um, as you would a play or a movie, mm-hmm. and had the, the you know followed along what you would do with it, you know, with the acts. And we uh, the, we broke it up and had everything figured out, and it's it, before we even started mm-hmm. drawing anything. It's been pretty much figured out and ready to go. So yeah. it's a completely different. Well, even the drawing, like, you know, we did some pitch pages, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're going to be completely redrawn, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because, again, this one's a lot more, you know, like a movie where there could be years of preparation before they actually film the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, versus a TV show where a lot of times they're like, hey, okay, the show got greenlit, let's let's film it, you know, and let's just wing it, and we got to come up with a new something every week. 
And whereas this one, it's like there's going to be a lot more thought. It was know, a lot more thought to it. And we did some things it. in it that I had never seen anyplace else before. I can't yeah. say what, but we did some things I'd never really seen done before. But, um, yeah, this one too, it's just we had to also consider when we wrote it that people that read Shadowbinders now are going to want to read it for the background information. So we had to use it to explain some aspects about like Tristan and Ren and mm. their dynamic and where it comes from. And we used it to explain, explain that. But we did it and had to do it in such a way that anybody who didn't read Shadowbinders would still be able to. They're not going to be lost. Right. They're not going to be lost. So we had to, we had to combine, we had to basically combine a story that would be appealing to an audience that never read Shadowbinders and appealing to an audience that is all about Shadowbinders. So we had to find a, a balance in there. Yeah. You know? it, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, interesting in that regard because it's not, I, I've been using the term semi prequel because it really stands on its own. Um, you know, and there's there's enough information there for people that have read Shadowbinders to kind of be like, oh, okay, I always wondered who Alex was. They talked about mm. this Alex person, and now I know. Yeah. Um, but if you've never read Shadowbinders, it doesn't really matter because, you know, you just met yeah. Alex, and that's So Alex, we had to so. try to balance that out. But, I mean, it was a completely different writing process than what we do for mm. Shadowbinders. I mean, the similarities were we knew the main plot points. We knew the ending. You know, we just had to self-contain. We had to do it all once in one right. sitting instead and of that, breaking it up. And that goes along with, you know, I always tell people, you know, to think about what their, their end game is. And in this case, this was always designed to be a standalone mm-hmm. story, a book, um, where Shadowbinders is a webcomic. And it's right. It's, there's it's, a difference. And there's a difference in how in you platform and yeah. Right. And with with, you know, when you're writing something like a graphic novel and it's meant to be written as like I wouldn't even, you know, even though we do print collections of shadow binders. I'm even hesitant to call those graphic novels other than them being long comic books because it was never meant to be. It was written as a webcomic. Right. It was written as a webcomic where, you know, you have to come back every couple of days, you know, to get another Mm -hmm. uh, update where, where Crimson Ren is written as a, you sit down and read it in one chunk type book. It's completely, they're written completely different depending on, What's your medium's going to be? Yeah, it's even with you know comics. You look at a lot of comics, and they call them graphic novels, but they're really a bunch of you know pamphlet comics, you know, stitched together into one collection, and that's still a very different thing from sitting down and writing a two or three hundred page story mm-hmm. and, and having that all be one consistent story. Because even some of the the quote unquote graphic novels from like Marvel or DC, it may be well here's ten issues of Batman, but there could be a different creative team. Right, that's true know, too. Within the same book. Like you could have, you know, this team did these two issues and then yeah, another team right. did this. You know, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll take a story arc and put it into a book, but it's still a serialized thing that you're right. kind of it, it, you have to look at that when you're writing so I guess how you're gonna write something also take into consideration what it is. Mm. I mean, obviously a webcomic is written differently than, you know, a graphic novel, self-contained graphic novel, just like a TV show is probably written differently than a movie, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah. So you have to look at, you know, I, or like, you know, I'm thinking too, like a fiction book's written differently than an autobiography, you know, yep. it's just how yep. you, so you have to look at that too when you're writing. And so there's two different ways we did things on two different styles. I'm, I'm working on another book that I have and I'm, that one's not, it's going to be a prose book. It's just another completely different mm-hmm. way of handling things. Cause that's not going to be, it's not meant as a script for you to draw it. Yeah. So it's all different. Depends on what you want and what your outcome is. Yeah. And again, that, that, yeah, it goes back to, you know, think about where you want this thing to be. I think, I think with web comics in general, the writing, I, I, I think a lot of the mistake, a lot of people make, um, 
is that when they don't really know where they want to go with it when they start. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, awesome, you've got your stuff online, and yeah, you may have some readers, but now what? Because you never really thought about what's what's your goal. Right. You know, is it just to create free comics on the internet forever, or do you have some kind of a game plan? Well, not just that, too, with webcomics. You have to figure things change so much because it takes so long to do them, to mm-hmm. accomplish them. You're, you could take years to tell a story, but long form. Yeah. Things are going to change so much, art style, what you use, everything else. Like in mm-hmm. ours, perfect example, we constantly change things. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same as sitting down with a graphic novel. So, yeah, that's... that's uh, you know, our, our thoughts on, you know, writing. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. That's not the only way to do it. No. Our way is the only way. Yeah, well, there's a difference, too, because we... My way or the highway. Well, we usually work as a team, too, which is a different process, I think, than sitting down by yourself even and doing something. That's true. Or being hired to, you know, work on a project. Right. You know, so... But that's how we do it. Right. People are asking how we do it. That's how we do it. And things that you need to look out for. I mean, the other the other sides, the other side uh, derailments <laughs> were just Tom's rant. I mean, seriously, we're gonna have to have rant segments every episode. I, I should. I should just do a rant cast as like a side. Like I'll sound like Tom's Andy, rant cast. Andy Rooney. I'll just sit down with the 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 iPhone and just be you know have a couple of drinks. Well, you should like, when you're drawing or doing something and you're working. You should do rant cast. Like, That'd be hilarious. What's that thing? The drunk history. Oh, I love that show. So we'll do drunk. If you drawing. haven't seen drunk, drunk history, drawing. oh my gosh, that show's hilarious. <laughs> I love it's on it's on Comedy Central, and it is funny. I love that show. But I could do drunk drawing and just sit down, and if I'm pissed off at the internet, just have a. You don't have to be drunk. You just you don't usually take drunk. You just you you just you just go off. (laughs) Just sit down and just be like, you know what really chaps my ass? (laughs) I was on Twitter today and. Tom's rant. Yeah, no, seriously, you should do that. That'd be hilarious. I'd, I'd like to hear that. I, I usually do hear about it, but I mean, other people can hear it too. Come always listen to the rant. Well, I, I, well no, you, you do it too sometimes. I know, I do. I, I, I just be sitting there just working away and it's all quiet and all of a sudden Cam's like, oh, oh, get this. <laughs> Come here, y'all, look at this. I'm like reading da, 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 stupid people saying stupid things on the internet. Oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> Time for a drink. I do. Time we, for a rant. We can't do like a, you know, take a drink every time while this things happen because we'd be drunk every day. It's, yeah, the internet's, uh, you know, sometimes I, th- I think, you know, this is kind of sounds counterintuitive, but if you're going to do web comics, you're going to do good web comics, I think you need to stay off the internet <laughs> just so you don't, don't get derailed from. No, but you have to, you have to go online to do yeah, the, I know, you know, I promotion, know that. so why, you can't help it. That's why some print people, I think, have it better because they can just kind of hole up in their own little world and. Not go online too often. That's um, what I've been handling the online because every time you go on there, a fight erupts. So I and just I'm not been, even drunk. If I were drunk, it would be ten times worse. Well, you should get drunk and do it. See what happens. But you know, he, <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a push broom big enough to clean up that mess. But um, I know I've had to go in and usually no, usually my rant is, why did you say that online? I have to clean up your mess. She left. <laughs> she left one time. I got I into it with, with Santa's people. workshop. She left to go do Sam's workshop, and I was feeling feisty. And I apparently, got and uh, I just yeah, I just I get tired of people. Having Which is a, funny because I'm the redhead. I'm yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm usually the one that's all fired up all the time, and I'm usually but you're not on social media because I always have to go and clean because up because I'm anti-social. <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, no. on social media. You go in there I'm and anti-social. it's like, oh, Tom just like left the bomb, and I have to clean it up. 
Oh. I I just I don't have a lot of tolerance. I, I I don't suffer fools lightly, and there are a lot of fools on the internet. And uh, you know, I need to to detach myself and realize that a lot of people on the internet aren't real people. They're not real people. I think that's true too. <laughs> They're robots. I think it's funny. Stupid things. I think it's funny too because I see people that their persona online is completely different than their persona when you talk to them in person. And I mean, just in friends and family I know, even and other people, it's funny because it's kind of because the you get online and you don't you're not face to face with someone, so you can be whoever you want to be. And if you want to be a ranty dickweed, you can be one. <laughs> and it's just, but then in person they're not like that. Or no, the opposite is cowards true. usually. Or, or the opposite is true. And the opposite is true. Like in person, they're like really, really conniving and mean and like, you know, ca- calculating yeah, online. They're, able they're to like, hide on the internet. Yeah, and they're yeah. like online, they're like, oh, we're on this together, kumbaya. And then in person, they're like, I don't really care. And it's like, whoa. You know what I mean? It's like if Mr. Rogers ate babies after <laughs> something. You it's know, like, like he tapes the show, he puts his sweater away, whatever, camera's cut, and then he goes and eats a baby. Something. It's just, it's just, because we're pretty much what you see is what yeah, we you are. get. We I are. mean, we're not going to say anything. We, we're not going to say anything online we wouldn't say to you if we saw you. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, we're just not like that. We're pretty much, you know, upfront about things. But it's funny because you see people when they're like one way on the internet and you see them in person, they're like the opposite way. And it's. I thought you were nice. Or I thought, you know, <laughs> or I thought you were a jerk. Darn it, you're actually nice. What the heck? I think a lot of times you know, inflection's lost. Um, no, that's true. I mean, I know, you know, what gets me in trouble, I think a lot of times is some of the stuff I write trying to be helpful and it comes off like I'm being ranty and I'm not actually Yeah, sometimes, ranty. yeah, you. I know with you it's really hard to talk because I used to talk to you online when we, we lived like two and a half hours away from each other when we, mm. when we were, before we got married. And there'd be times I was like, I don't know, what the heck? Well, yeah, my sister convinced that you were a Vietnam vet with a metal plate in your head. <laughs> when we were online, he, he told, I met him on a message board of all things. And we used to talk all the time. And my sister, you know, because she was worried and it was, she had a right to be, was trying to find out, you know, more about Tom because she's like, you know, we don't know anything about this guy. What if this guy is some nutcase? So Tom, well, I am a nutcase, because, you know, he's got a really warped sense of humor, tells her that he's a Vietnam vet with a daughter the same age as me and has a metal <laughs> plate in his head. And the thing is, so my sister's like, we gotta go meet this guy. And I can't figure why. And I'm thinking it's because she probably thought you were, you know, she didn't know what to think of you. And then when we were on our way there, I called you and you asked my sister if I was a stalker. And my sister says, oh my gosh, he thinks that you think you're a stalker. You know, it's like, I was that's kidding. Your sense of, I have I know, a very I know that. dry sense of humor. I mean, I do. I know your sense of humor, um, but not everybody does. And, and my point being, sometimes what you say and how it reads online, I think it's for anybody, can yeah. be completely different than what you mean. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it's funny though too because a lot of people I've I've seen too they talk big online then you meet them in person and they're mousy. Yeah, and I think they use the internet as a way to to basically jump up and down for attention and try to. You I don't know. know. I just I think don't I don't know. I, I just I can't wrap my mind around because I'm always, you know, you, you can attest to this. I'm not one that's that tries something I'm not. I'm always yeah. I'm usually like you know what you see is what you get. And um, you know I am who I am and I'm that way online and at home so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good policy, you know, for anybody to have is if you're going to be on social media, you know, as a um, creator. I mean, as a creator, I don't think it really matters. Keep it, keep it real because there there are a lot of people I've seen talk really big. Unless it's, um, unless it's working for you, because it goes with your story. Wow. I can see that. You know, you someone acts like a real jerk online, 
under a fake name just to get people to go to their to their con. You know what I mean? I could see that. I could I could see that. That'd be like clever viral marketing. Yeah, real marketing. Yeah, just I could like, see it. You know. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know we we like to keep it real, so we're we're pretty much you know what you see. It's unfortunately, taught to be more real you, than people yeah, want. I, I am. I'm not. I'm not scary. I just. I don't. I don't like stupid people. <laughs> Why'd you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> now, honey, no, okay. you're being a little hard on yourself. <laughs> so anyway, now that we. Uh, Totally derailed it again. Yeah, I know. I know. It's all my fault. I'm just going to let you record it next time because then you. No, can, I want you to do the rant thing. You can That'd talk be about the craft. Oh, don't make me hit you. No, I must I, I want to hear you do a rant cast. That'd be my rant, my rant cast. I like, Let's talk about two words I absolutely hate analog and the craft. You know, there's my, my, my rant. Analog. Don't call it analog. I hate that. Oh my gosh. It's, just, it's like sandpaper for me. It's like. Yeah, I. I yeah, I don't know why. I just, I mean, God, it's I, totally I, valid words. I just, they just drive me nutty. I, I can think, I think, I think about a dozen rant casts. I could. Oh, I, seriously, I I'd love friends. to hear a rant cast. It'd be funny, like I'd put rant casts up. You could actually like probably watch my Twitter followers decrease in yeah. real time. Don't and just, do like, that. Drop then. like the freaking stock market. You know, <laughs> oh, because of, like we don't want to be around that negativity. You're so negative. Stop being nasty. Talk about nasty. I'm just. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. I'm just old and I'm grumpy, what is it, okay? the red pill or the blue pill, which is the one that... I forget. Whatever, take that After pill. After the second movie, I stopped caring. It's like, take that pill, people. You know, we got a dose of that pill. For anybody real. anybody wants to work professionally, you're going to get a dose of that pill. You You've had a dose to. of that pill several times, and it's it's, it's an eye-opener. Suck it up, I just cupcake. can't remember which color it is. <laughs> so now that we're going to have to cut half this podcast now out... Now we're because, not going to cut it out. Because... because um, we, we, well, that's part of the reason why we haven't done podcasts in so long. Because Tom marketing. gets too real. Well, we did a marketing one. The thing is, I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do know what you're talking about. We wound up going for like two hours about all the nitty-gritty details of and what they're like, should, one, it's do. too long. And two, you're just going to make everybody mad. And I could just see like a bunch of like would-be webcomics creators just kind of sitting around crying. Yeah, because it does seem like it's daunting. Like, oh, crap. It is daunting. But you need to know what you're in for. And if you're up to the challenge, then, you know, you, you do it. But... You know, you're not doing anybody a favor by telling them how easy and wonderful and fantastic it's going to be. I, I don't think. It's not all sunshine and kittens. It's not all sunshine and kittens. Well, they lied to me. It's not all sunshine and kittens. <laughs> I like kittens and sunshine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to cut some of this out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I think we should just let it run. You're there. Put the tack the, tack the rants on to the end of it. <laughs> Be like the actual podcast, the stuff that you want to listen to is about seven minutes. The rest of it, that other hour, we're just going to tack that on. Post credits. There's actually about five podcasts shoved into one. Yeah, but it's all week. rants. It's all rants. So, anyway, so that, that we're going to wrap it up now. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap we're it up. We're not going to make another train somewhere else. No, if, if you want to hate on us, www.shoutbinders.com. Well, if you, they, yeah, okay, great. Tell them to go to our, go there and hate on us. That's nice. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's like the camel come, camel come slap you down. I can't tell you how many times I've had really, really long replies to snark with, with, them. with snark in return. And I'm like, you know what? That's not helping anybody. Yeah, but you got it out of your system. I do. And then I delete it. I delete button. it because it doesn't help anybody and it's not helping me and it's not helping the situation. So I, uh, and you have to understand how hard that is for me because I'm a fire first and think about it later kind of person. Tom's smiling because he knows it's true. He even seen me angry. 
You wouldn't like her when she's angry. No, you so. wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. www.shabbiters.com. Uh, we do have a comic in addition to the rants. <laughs> and uh, that's where we are. Uh,